and kind of reinforce the fact that we're here to make a relationship, right? Not just a business relationship, of course, that's there too, but also the personal relationship, right? Where there's trust and confidence. So I pull up a picture of my family and I say, this is my family, right? This is my wife. These are my four kids. As a father of four, I have a moral and an ethical obligation to create opportunities for my kids. Mm -hmm. That's why I do what I do. This is why nobody else out here in this whole metroplex will outwork me. Mm -hmm. Because I'm a father and I feel like this is my duty and my obligation. Mm -hmm. So if I let you down, I am in fact letting them down. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is 100% unacceptable. And look them in the eye and be serious with that, right? And be confident in that. And say, hey, this is why I do what I do. You know, all of this stuff is good, right? All this stuff is great. But when it boils down to it, you're getting a human being right. that is vested in your success. And these people that you're looking at in the face are the reasons why. All right, guys, welcome back. This is episode 30 of the How To Real Estate Podcast. We are your host, Kyle Lindsay and myself, Jeremy Smith. And today, we're going to be talking to you guys about creating a very effective listing presentation. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that not a lot of agents actually have a dialed-in listing presentation. Some of them just show up with comps that are printed out um, and have a great conversation, and that's the strategy. But we know that in order to really win listings, especially when you're competing, you've got to have a lot more than that. Right. If you want to level up your game and compete against the big boys and girls, you got to have a lot more than that. So let's walk them through, Kyle, some of the things that we do in our listing presentation that they should be doing, some of the key elements. And then we'll kind of dig deep in those elements and, and kind of give the value or even principles behind those elements. Definitely. And if you're tuning in, you haven't caught up to all of our other episodes, we go over elements of the listing appointment in a previous episode. So go back and listen to those. If you're curious what all should go into the whole appointment right now, we're talking literally just about the presentation. Like a think of, think of it like a, like a slideshow. You're going to walk the, cl the client through. Yep, exactly. So this is picking up, you know, if you guys are imagining this, you've already got to the house, you already introduced yourself mm -hmm. to the homeowner, done, done whatever you do um, before your listing presentation. Now you're sitting down, you're pulling out your laptop, your iPad, and you are going over, a slideshow. Yes. Right. And this slideshow is meant to educate. And a lot of times we find that it even gets rid of objections. If you're doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. The point of this really is, is yeah, you're educating, but you're persuading, you're selling yourself during this presentation. This yep. is what you would really think of, uh, in my opinion, as more of the pitch. Right. This is where you're actually presenting yourself to the client and asking for the sale, asking for the, the contract, asking for the listing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I just won an expired listing a few weeks ago and this presentation actually that we have is what won it. Mm -hmm. And the guy called and he even told me that and I've got it recorded on follow <laughs> boss. Um, so we can listen to that call where he was like, I've never seen a presentation like that. And that was very professional and very awesome. And the reason why I want to work with you guys is because your presentation was so thorough. So I would imagine that the process and this is going to be thorough with you guys. Yeah. In fact, you know, we've talked in a previous episode about the pre-listing appointment email. We include our listing presentation in that email. Mm -hmm. And we had a client tell me they wanted to work with me before I even met with them because they looked through the presentation without me there Yep. and said that, done. Like this is, no one else has done it like this. Yep. If you're not doing a professional presentation, you, you have to be, 
Yeah. Right. If you're going to level up in the game and, and get listings where you're competing against other agents, you have to do it. Um, and you have to get good at it. You have to know it. You have to be able to just converse through it because I think like slides can be boring, yeah. right? PowerPoints, PowerPoint right, you know, for right, corporate right. world. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that can be boring, but when you present and it's also entertaining mm-hmm. and interactive, it takes on a whole new life. So, I mean, 100% agree, but I want to, I want to dig in a little bit to why do most agents not do this? Why do most agents just take like that preset one from the brokerage or I don't know, they just minimal effort into it. You know, that, that's a great question. I think that it is pretty much indicative of the attrition rate, mm-hmm. you know, 87% of agents fell. And I always go back to that because it just makes sense. Most agents, one, they don't know, right? They don't know. They don't ever really try to even figure it out, mm-hmm. right? They're like, Hey, I got my license. What do I do, broker? Broker says, do this. They do that. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, there's no, well, is this even the right thing? Like, should I, I was talking to a guy not too long ago, brand new agent. And very nice guy. I met him at an open house. And this dude was like, I will only take training from my broker. Okay. And I'm like, you do realize your broker is just one person. And there's many ways to do things. And there's a lot of amazing people out here that you can learn from. He's like, no, I, I don't want to learn from anybody else. Just my broker and my mentor. That's it. I'm okay. like, all right. Well, see, the problem with that is is now you're so narrow focused, you're going to miss so much gold out there. Right. And I think that's part of it. What a weird ego to have, too, like that this is the only person that can train you. Like, you know, I don't know who this broker is, but I'm curious, like, because most brokers I know don't do a lot of deals. Yeah. They have, they have done a lot of deals in the past, and they've moved up the ranks, and now they supervise. Mm-hmm. They still have a lot of incredible insight and they're still very good at what they do, but does it not also benefit you to hear and hear training and get training from people that are actually actively doing deals right now? Absolutely. It, it absolutely does. And and then different perspectives, because what I tell everybody is this is just a way, right? Right. There's more than one way to do this. You know, you can be effective before, um, when I was in real estate the first time, my listing presentation, I had one, it was a kind of a broker generic thing mm-hmm. and it was all on paper, Right. you know, it was all in little clear sheets inside of a binder. You know, you pull it out and you go through those sheets, you right, know, right. old school. But I was like that. Like I took what they had and I just used that, you know, and obviously that was a failing formula for me. But I think that's the reason. I think a lot of agents just, don't, they don't know. They don't have the ambition to go out there and learn more. Mm-hmm. They just want to go out there and get business. But the reality of the of they're going to have to compete and they're going to have to be in sales just kind of eludes them. Gotcha. That's what I think. I don't know. What do you think? No, I agree with most of that. I, I do think that uh, the barrier to entry to becoming a real estate agent is low. Mm-hmm. Like people think that, oh, the test was hard and this and that. And I go into the online club. I mean, let's face it, guys. It's it's less than 90 days if you're doing it right of, of, yeah. of classes. And I'm putting that in air quotes because yeah. what, what do we really use from those classes once we become an agent? Almost nothing. Right. So you got to pass a few tests. You got to be able to have a clean enough record to get your fingerprint and your background check done. And then... Here's your license. Go sell homes. Go help people with the most important transaction of their life. I know. I know. And I think a lot of us be- don't realize when we do that, we've just become small business owners. Right. And we're salespeople and we're marketers and we are fulfilling the service. Yeah. We're everything. Yeah. And we don't take enough of that seriously. Agreed. Which, back to your point, 87% of us fail because we don't realize what we've just signed up for. Yeah. Um, and the importance of you really, you know, you know, if so if you want to keep winging it, you know, you can show up and just have a good conversation and you'll probably get 
some of your listings, especially if they're referrals from friends, people you know, you'll probably get those and you might do an okay job. That's fine. You'll probably fail out of the business at some point because that is not a proven strategy for success. And at some point those will dry up. Yeah. If you want to move from doing zero to five or even maybe five to 10 transactions a year, you have to start upping your skills and upping your presentations, not just for your sellers, which we're talking about today, but think about for your buyers too, but that's a different conversation. Um, so today when we get into this, if you are someone who wants to take your, your real estate business to the next level and actually start securing most of the listings you go on, you'll never get all of them, but eight out of 10, nine out of 10 that you go on, you need a good presentation. And this conversation is 100% for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you'll learn, you know, mm-hmm. some folks, what you have dialed in after you listen to this podcast, well, it'll win them. Mm-hmm. Other folks, it won't. Right. And then you'll learn. You'll say, okay, that works for this person. This works for that person. And you'll start implementing new stuff yeah. and making your presentation even better. Yeah. You know, the key is to go ahead and get started. And as we prepare to get into these elements, guys, if you haven't already subscribe to the channel, subscribe to the podcast, listen to few, to the past episodes rather on the listing presentation. Cause this is just a portion of the whole appointment rather, right? right? Listen to the uh, podcast on the whole appointment. This is just one little, very important part of the appointment when we're talking about the presentation. Yeah. So let's talk about the beginning. So when we get into our listing presentation, it comes after we've sat down, we've talked about goals, we've gone over, um, we've done a home tour, we've taken a bunch of notes, and we have got, we've built up a really good rapport mm-hmm. at this point, right? We've told them our agenda, and now we're getting into our listing presentation. So first part we we go over is basically who we are and what we stand for, mm-hmm. right? Hey, here's our, our team. Here's our admin staff. Introduce them to people they're going to meet. And then we future pace in that conversation in our dialogue, right? Mm-hmm. So, hey, it would be something like this. Hey, here's your admin team. Here's who you'll be dealing with. You know, if you need copies of paperwork, you'll see emails come from this person, yeah. right? This is your listing coordinator. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're future pacing all that stuff as we introduce them. Um, and then... Once we educate them on who they're working with, we're also going to tell them why we do what we do. Like, mm-hmm. what is our mission statement? Yeah. So that's something important, you guys. And, and don't don't neglect to put this in there because this is what you stand for, mm-hmm. right? And so if you don't have a mission statement, maybe you're a single agent or maybe you're on a team. It doesn't matter. Create one, yeah. right? Get a mission statement, put it together, and and use that mission statement in this first section. So you're going to go over who you are, who they're working with. If you're a solo agent, all of those are going to be you, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't need to say, I'm your listing coordinator, I'm your admin. Just tell them about you, mm-hmm. right? And, and don't go too deep, right? Don't be like, hey, I've been in the business this many years and this many transactions. Like, no, just tell them, hey, I'll be your point of contact, mm-hmm. right? For anything that you need. You guys can have direct access to me through email, text messages, all that stuff. And then tell them about why you're doing it. Yeah, this is a... There's, there's two really subtle but important things to do here is one, this is the area most agents start bragging about themselves. Mm-hmm. When they do, when they actually have this section in the presentation, it, it really becomes more about them. Right. And what you really want to do is reframe anything you put in here as to why it is a benefit to the client. Right. I have a team, which means there's always someone to help take care of you. Right. I'm not alone, which means, you know, if you're hiring a single agent, they might be busy. And I'm sure there's a lot of great single agents that go back to you as quick as they can. Our response times are even faster because we have people that handle these other tasks, which leaves me free to help you directly. There's different ways to phrase this. 
And man, this is such a great point about the mission statement. Um, if you don't have one, think about one. But this is, again, you're, you're putting this together on paper. So you want your mission statement on the paper. So when they read it without you there, or if they do, they can still see it and remember it. But this is where you talk about why that's important to you. Right. This is where you're giving the reason why, hey, here's my mission statement. But let me tell you why I came to this mission statement. Right. And sometimes that that is where you really start connecting with people on why you're doing this and why it's important to you. The stuff they're not going to just read on the page. This is where you start really expanding on that and why it's important to them. Yeah, 100%. And, and this is a good opportunity to even deepen the report that you already built, mm -hmm. right? And you'll start seeing head nodding, right? When you start seeing head nodding and they're in agreement with you, that's mm -hmm. a good sign. Yeah. Right, that's an absolute good sign. So that that's kind of element number one, mm -hmm. right, is, is who you are, um, what you stand for. That's element number one. Element number two, we're going to kind of go into education, right? So for us, which this was something that um, that you brought to this presentation, Kyle, mm. was the market data, yeah, right? So what are what are some key points in the market data that are important for us to be able to communicate to a seller? So you're you're really throughout this presentation, you're kind of answering the questions behind the questions, and and one thing. Sellers, buyers, they all really want to know is, is how's the market? But they want to know really what they want to know is how does the current market benefit them? Right. And so you really need data that's going to frame the conversation in a way as why this is still a good time to sell. If it's really not a good time to sell, you should tell them that. Right. I'm not saying be dishonest here and reframe the data just to fit your needs. What I'm really saying here is you need to be honest about what's happening in the market because if you lie about it and then all of a sudden you, you have a different performance – Later in the listing, we'll be, well, you said it was going to be 14 days, and now it's we're on day 60. Yeah. Okay, this is where you can really set expectations here. Yeah. So if you need to have a difficult pricing conversation, this is how you kind of lead into that. You're you're not breaking it way down like you would when you get to the CMA later in the presentation or the the, the appointment, but here you're talking about days on market, talking about list to sales price ratios, maybe available inventory. You don't want to overwhelm them. But you need to do two things here. You need to give them an accurate representation of the market and what to expect in their listing. Hey, in your neighborhood, this is how long it's taking homes like yours to sell. This is the average list of sales price ratio. So we can expect people are going to try to negotiate about this way. All of those things, but also reframe it like, okay, but this is why this is still a good time to sell. There's only this many homes on the market, blah, blah, blah. You can, again, talking about the market data, I'm not going to get deep into that. But the really other super important thing to do here is how do you compare to the average agent? That's what you're also talking about. If the average days on market is 52 and yours is 36, you need to bring that up. Yeah. If the average list to sales price ratio is 98.2 and yours is 100.1, you need to bring that up. Yep. You can make them more money. You can sell faster. This is where you can let your stats do the talking for you. Yep. Hopefully you have good ones. If you don't, go up a level. Your team. If your team isn't doing great, maybe go up a level to your brokerage. Right. Yeah. Find the stats that do make you look good. <laughs> yeah, ab absolutely, because they're out there. And another result of this is it really helps to solidify you as the authority on the market. Right. Right. So now they're like, oh, well, these other agents did not even know that. Right. Right. But you know what current interest rates are, mm -hmm. what the current inventory levels look like, how long homes are taking to sell. Right. And you're showing me your numbers. Mm -hmm. Right. So most agents aren't going to do that. And uh, that that is an absolute genius thing to put in there. And that was overlooked. And I'm glad that you brought that to the presentation. It's one of my favorite parts to go over because, like you said earlier, it is 
a question that's in their mind, mm-hmm. right? How is this market going to impact me? Mm-hmm. And then when you can give them the data and say, hey, rates are high. This is why we need to price the home this way, right? It, it just helps you later on down the road. Yeah, one of the ways I like to lead into this part is with a little bit of humor because market data can be a little dry and you can lead in this however you want, but I like most of the time when we're when we're transitioning, especially from one part of this presentation to another, is you're asking questions. And so you can say something like, uh, hey, most pe- most of the home people selling their home I speak to are really curious about the market data. You probably don't care though, right? Right. And they'll just be like, oh, no, no, I, I want to I wanna see. Oh, you do? Okay, cool. Let me show this to you real quick. Yeah, you that's know, good. Get them a little humor in there. Like, just poke at them a little bit. Show yeah. them that you have a little bit. You're not just some dry salesperson giving right. a yeah, death by PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, death by PowerPoint. Again, yeah. make it interactive. Right. right. Make it an enjoyable experience, you know, and that's part of sales, mm-hmm. right, is, is people enjoying the experience. So after we go over the market data, we go over – you know, how we compare to the market, how we're performing. Hopefully you're outperforming the market. Yeah. I had a listing presentation yesterday and, and I did that and they're like, oh, that's 2%. I'm like, that's a big number. Mm-hmm. You know, 2% on on the price of your home right. is a lot, right? So they, they, were able, they appreciated that. Element three is going to be basically what makes you different, what separates you from your competition. And I will say, always assume that you're competing. The listing presentation I went on yesterday were the parents um, of a past client of mine. Their house had been listed previously. It expired in December. Um, they called me up like, yeah, you've been sending us these emails and let's let's talk. So I went over there and then at the end of it, they're like, yeah, well, we've interviewed like three or four other agents. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll let you know. They still don't let me know yet, by the way. <laughs> um, but I went into it not knowing I was competing, but performing as if I was. Right. Right. So make sure you guys are always doing that. Um, but when you're talking about the things that differentiate you from everybody else, they need to be what makes you unique. Mm-hmm. Like, so for us, it's our guarantees, right? We offer performance guarantees. We offer perfect, uh, flexible commission plan. And then how we perform against the market too, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of combined. So have you had any good conversations or any listings you won based off of those? You know, I can't point to one where someone said, this was exactly why I chose you, but I have someone, I've, I usually get a lot of positive feedback about our guarantees. Yeah. Um, and again, it's about how you frame what you're presenting. These are your unique value propositions. So let's say you're like us and you know we have a performance guarantee. You could say something like, hey, do you think that it's fair that no matter how the agent performs, they get paid the same? So they could do a really crappy job and they still get paid the same, or they could do a phenomenal job and get paid the same. Do you think that's fair? And they're like, no, like we didn't either. So we created this performance guarantee to hold us accountable to our performance. Yeah. And they're just like, whoa, no one does that. And you're like, yeah, because we stand behind what we're telling you. Right. What we're going to do. Right. Something we I used to do, I have not done this in a have a document that'd be like, hey, if I did really good, you can give me a raise. Right. If I did what you expected, you can get me, you know, 6%. Right. You know, if I did worse, then 5 4 You know what I'm saying? So we can mm-hmm. break it down based off performance. So Just turn your phone around, like show them that little tip screen. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> it's, one. It's going to ask you a few questions. Yeah, it's going to ask you a few questions here. <laughs> Go ahead and click that 7%. It's the only one that works. No, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. I, you know, I think 
the just hearing you say that scares me. Like, like it scares the crap out of me to think like, well, what if they all pick 4%? Yeah. Like I'm going to get, I'm take a pay cut, but I think I would actually be shocked at how many people would actually give you more. Yeah. You know, you know, I did it for a couple of years. Nobody ever gave me more. And, <laughs> and we made, I always, I made that a joke, right. Um, in the presentation, but nobody gave me less either, but they just liked to have the choice, the choice of doing it. Like yeah. that's the accountability, mm-hmm. you know, it's the accountability and the more opportunities you give for people to hold the, you accountable, the more it comes across as if you are going to do the things that you said you're going to do. Right. right. So that's, and that's part of these guarantees is being able to address the fears. Right. And, that, and that's, hey, you know what? The number one fear or the number one concern or the number, rather, number one complaint is lack of communication. Mm-hmm. That will never be the problem with us. Here's why. And here's what you can do if we do not fulfill right. that. Right. That's our guarantees. So that is kind of number three. Right. We're just going to kind of touch on those guarantees. Now we're going to revisit them before this presentation is over. Mm-hmm. So the next one is really what I really enjoy this part of it because it's education. 